Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to the Showing Up to Your Life podcast and YouTube channel. My name is Art Burns, and you know how excited I am. Actually, I don't think you do, because today I actually, you know, some days I get a little extra excited to talk about these uh, these topics and subjects, and, uh, and today is one of those days. I'm really excited to share something with you. Before I do, uh, I want to just let you know that once again, we had just an amazing meeting last night, as you may have remembered me saying over the last few days here, a couple of weeks even, uh, every Wednesday and Saturday, Wednesday at uh, 7 p.m. Mountain Time and Wednesday at 9, I'm sorry, and Saturday at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. That's Wednesday evening and Saturday morning, uh, 7 p.m. Wednesday, 9 a.m. Uh, Saturday on the, in the Mountain Time Zone, uh, my uh friend and mindfulness partner, uh, Adam Asdell, we give a, a little meeting and we, we give a little kind of guided meditation, uh, along with some, you know, kind of a talk on, uh, you know, in, in the Buddhist tradition, they're called Dharma talks, right? Just talk about how, you know, how mindfulness and for, for Adam, it's more about how Buddhism, uh, you know, impact our lives and how they show up in our lives. And so, so if you, if you're free on either of these days at these times, I, I implore you to consider joining us. It's totally free. You don't have to be a member of anything. All you got to do is sign up on this uh, Meetup app, uh, and I, I will include the uh, link for Saturday's talk here in the uh, in the comments and um, or description rather. And I really hope you get to make it. We have about 15 people every time, and it's just it's just this amazing time. There's people from all different uh, skill levels and all different experience levels and and all that. And so there's no there's no pressure at all. You know, you don't have to talk, but some people really do get into some amazing conversations. Um, I just I really just invite you very very uh, warmly and openly. I invite you to join us on any Wednesday or Saturday that you would like. All right. And and speaking of you know these these uh, meetings, uh, you know what Adam calls the Saturday sit, and I call mine the mindful this meeting on Wednesday evening, whatever. Um, these are part of this new uh, podcast that Adam and I are doing. It's called Learning to Surf. Uh, you know, it's kind of, you know, Adam approaches this work uh, from a very spiritual, you know, Buddhist philosophy, whereas, you know me, I'm more of the science guy, you know, I'm like Bill Nye mindfulness sort of thing. And uh, and so we, we talk about where these two things converge. And there's a really great overlap of these two philosophies. In fact, they're all, they're one and the same, really. Um, and so there's very little differentiation between the two, except for terminology and sort of, um, you know, a, a slightly different approach. But but it makes for some great conversations. And we're also doing interviews and we're posting the um, the meeting recordings onto the, not visual, just on the podcast, uh, just audio so you get a meditation Lots of good stuff. So if you're interested, uh, go to wherever you get podcasts, uh, search for, well, actually, I'm going to put the link below, but in case you want to do it the manual way, go to wherever you get podcasts, uh, Spotify, Apple, Anchor, which is where I record mine. I'm sure it's available on many other platforms. Uh, search for Learning to Surf, um, and you'll see it's a picture of the Buddha with a little uh, cowabunga hang loose kind of thing going, and uh, and uh, he uh, is riding a surfboard. So. <laughs> You can't miss it, uh, and I hope you enjoy it. So the new, uh, the the latest episode of Adam and I, which we call the Adam and Art Hour, uh, drops today. Uh, but I believe he put an interview up there yesterday, and the uh, meeting recording is up from last week, and the one from last night is going up today. Lots and lots of good stuff. So check that out. 
So, I'm really excited here today because I want to talk about, I, well, I'm going to share a little bit of a personal story, um, which I hope you enjoy, and I hope uh, I hope that's welcome by you. Uh, but but really, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about in the in the process of this personal story, I'm going to talk about something very important as it relates to happiness, right? And it's a really good news kind of situation here, right? Because the the fact of the matter is that happiness is a skill set, right? It is, it is a skill as much as playing a guitar is a skill, as much as, you know, walking is a skill, as much as riding a bike is a skill. And just like any other skill that you've ever developed in your life, everything you've ever learned how to do, happiness can be developed through practice. And this is really good news here, folks. You know, it's really good news. And I'm so excited to share that with you. And I'm going to tell you why it is that I have become what I like to call a happiness coach. All right. So so before I get into, you know, my own kind of um, uh, motivation for this and stuff, I want to first talk about what is happiness. You know, just the other day, I had a little spare time in the office and I and I did occur to me, you know, since I, I talk about happiness all the time, you know, we all have a sense of what happiness is, right? Like we know what, when we feel it, right? And and we have a sense of like what the opposite of happiness is, right? Like these are not uh, foreign concepts for most of us, right? But do we ever take the time to actually define what happiness is? And the answer to that question is mostly no, I believe. And at least that's true for me. And so yesterday, I went on my uh, one of my favorite websites, Psychology Today, and, and I looked it up. And and turns out there's lots of research, you know, which I was not surprised to find. But there, yes, there there is research on what is happiness on a you know on a psychological you know from from a psychological neuroscientific level, right? Not not from woo woo, you know, not from uh, you know manifesting your you know your best self and all that kind of stuff. You know, all that's very valid and very beautiful. And if that's you know if that's your journey and that's what you're kind of into all the power to you. And I love that. I would love to have a conversation with you about it. But from from here, what I'm going to talk about is a scientific basis of happiness. I'm really excited about this because, you know, for me, you know, I believe in a lot of things, you know, I really do. Like all the, you know, I, I know sometimes I give a little tongue in cheek about some of the woo woo stuff. And I certainly, um, you know, preface everything that I say that has to do with woo woo, you know. Um, but But the fact is that I do believe most of it. I believe almost all of it on some level, you know, because because the fact of the matter is that, that what, what people believe is woo-woo is actually founded in science. You know, as I've told you here before, you know, back in the early 90s, uh, the Dalai Lama, uh, you know, recruited or invited, probably more invited, <laughs> a group of, uh, of Tibetan monks to come to the U.S. and, and, and be studied in laboratories and, and real, you know, functional MRIs and, and, and all kinds of, um, you know, uh, you know, scientific method and, and techniques to, to, to determine the scientific basis for the, the, you know, practices of mindfulness and meditation that go back 2,500 years, right? And, and to his credit, and I always like to point this out when I tell this uh, little anecdote, to his great credit, the Dalai Lama at the time was on record as saying that, you know, we're, we're inviting all these, the, you know, we're inviting into the Buddhist, uh, 
um, you know, kind of uh, philosophy and understanding. We're inviting all these scientists. And if it turns out <laughs> that we're wrong about the impact that these practices have on the structure of the brain and the nervous system, well, then we're going to have to rewrite some of our ancient texts. Like he came out on record as saying that before they started studying. It wasn't after the fact where it was easy. You know, he did it beforehand. And I, and I always I give him a lot of credit for that. And um, lucky for him. <laughs> He was right, and and it turns it turns out that that there is a scientific basis for all of this, and 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 so what what the Dalai Lama's uh, motivation for this project was. Well, first of all, I mean, he wanted to expose more people to this, right? Not for his own personal gain, but because he knows how valuable this kind of, you know, when we live in, you know, in presence with acceptance, compassion, and and curiosity, you know, he knows that that, that equals a, a more satisfying life, a more happy life, right? And so and so he uh, approached people like Richard Davidson, who I, I talk about a lot in this, uh, in this podcast, one of my favorite human beings on earth, um, or any else, I guess. <laughs> um, he, uh, you know, he approached Richie Davidson and he said, he said, you know, you all have these, um, you know, in, in Western science, you all have these amazing equipment to, you know, an amazing technology and amazing techniques for studying pathology. You know, you're really good at, at you know, at figuring out what's wrong with people's psyche, you know, but he said, why can't we use these machines to study healthy brains, to study, you know, the brains of people like Tibetan monks who live in, in utter peace and, and 100% happiness all the time, right? As I say, happiness for no reason, right? And so I thought that was a really beautiful way that he approached it. And, and again, giving him tons of credit for going out and saying, like, if this proves that the ancient texts are mistaken, then we have to rewrite them. I think that's really beautiful. So anyway... There is a scientific basis to happiness, and, and I'm really excited to share it with you. So according to psychologists, um, there are basically three different sort of levels or three different um, you know, components to happiness, okay? And they kind of go in, in ascending order, right? Like the, the first level of happiness is very easy to sort of quantify, right? It's, it's very basically just the, the amount of, you know, well, basically having more happy, you know, positive emotions than having negative emotions, right? And, and that's a very simple thing, right? You can count it, right? It's like math, right? And, and there is something very, very um, valid to this, right? As I, as I talk about here a lot, that there's, you know, positive psychology, right, is an important thing, right? Because it, it is very possible for us to summon, you know, more positive, you know, organic and, and natural positive emotions than negative ones. And, and, and anytime, you know, again, according to psychology, you know, anytime there is a, uh, a you know, a balance, you know, of, of positive to negative um, uh, emotions, and, and of course, the more positive you have and the less negative you have, that is a direct, you know, sort of uh, direct relationship to how happy you are, right? And that's the simple one, right? It's just like math, right? Like you're either, you're either happy more often or you're unhappy more often. And whichever one wins, that's what you are, right? So, so, you know, so it kind of becomes like, you know, the more often we get into those positive emotions of, of joy, of, of excitement, of, of love, of compassion, right? The more we get into those, that is, and the less we get into anger and jealousy and grief and shame and all the negative emotions, 
that equals happiness, right? And that's a simple one. No, no surprises there, I'm sure, right? And so the next level of, of the happiness scale, if you will, according to psychologists, is the sort of subjective understanding of, of your life, Right. And, and let me this is a little more difficult. They, they get more difficult to sort of, uh, you know, understand as you go up. The first one's very, very simple. This one's a little bit more nuanced. Right. So so the idea behind this sort of second, you know, level of happiness as in terms of psychological understanding of happiness is the 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 ability for you to to recognize your life as something that is, you know, that is whole. Right, that that you feel like you are, you know, you you are a complete person, and you feel like you are, um, you know, true to your goals and true to your integrity. Right now, here's the thing about this, and this is where it comes really important, uh, or this is a really important part uh, point in terms of of understanding how happiness is a skill. Okay, because what we're not talking about here, right? We're not talking about okay, the only people who are happy are the people who meet the goals that they set when they were 20 years old, right? Like that's exactly opposite of what we're saying, right? You know, in fact, it's 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 more about you know being able to redefine and reset your goals as your life progresses, right? And not to feel uh, despondent that you didn't become a rock and roll star, you know, but instead coming to terms with the fact that you're not going to be a rock and roll star and, and accepting that as okay, because it is, right? I mean, not everybody is going to be a rock and roll star no matter what, right? And not everybody has to be in order to be happy, right? And so this idea that happiness, and I talk about this a lot, how happiness comes from this, you know, the, this ability to be, you know, it comes from this place inside of us, right? It doesn't come from, you know, like rock star happiness. And this is something that uh, Tony Shea R.I.P. You know, he's the uh, he actually just passed away uh, a few months ago. Uh, he is the founder of the uh, the company Zappos. And if you really are interested in, in understanding, you know, happiness, he wrote a really great book about it. Right. As it, as it pertains to, you know, retail business and stuff. But it's really fascinating. It's called uh, Delivering Happiness uh, by Tony Shea. H.S. I-A-H, I believe. is It's not Shea, like S-H-E-A, as like the Mets used to play in Shea Stadium, right? It's, uh, it's, it's, but anyway, you can, you'll find it if you Google it or, or look him up on Amazon, delivering happiness. But anyway, he calls like the, the three levels, he calls it rock star happiness, right? Which is, which is the ability to just, you know, like, you know, kind of get, you know, just have these experiences that, that elicit more positive experiences, you know, more positive emotions, Right. And that's that first level, right? But but you know, as I'm as I'm saying this, and I'm sorry, I'm kind of veering off here a little bit. But 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 getting back to what we're talking about, you know, that second level of happiness, right? Is is not? It, it's about you know, kind of seeing your life in the context of you know of 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 again being true to your values, right? And and creating goals as per those values. Right. It also includes how connected you feel to others around you and how how much you feel connected to yourself. Right. So so like, you know, so it could be summed up in the in the um, in, in to say that, you know, that second level of happiness is about, you know, feeling um 
again, it's about like, uh, you know, kind of having a, a groundedness in your life, right? Like a, a sense of stability and a sense of, 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 you know, a good fit in the world, right? And again, this is something that is trainable, right? Because, because it's not so much about where you are versus where you had hoped to be at one point in your life. What it is, is about where you are and finding that connection and finding that, 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 you know, that truth to your integrity from where you are, right? And, and this, again, comes with realigning what that means in terms of your goals and your aspirations, right? Because again, we're not all going to be rock stars, right? And you don't have to be a rock star to be happy. In fact, the rock stars, as I just mentioned, have only that, you know, that that's really, um, uh, you know, relevant to the first layer of happiness, which is the thin one, which is very, you know, easy to lose, right? Because at, at the same time that it's it's very possible to cultivate positive emotions, it's also very easy to fall into automatic negative emotions, right? And so that, that first level is very, very slippery, right? And if you're a rock star making bazillions of dollars, it's much easier to just make sure you're always having happy times, right? You have parties, you have trips, you fly around the world and all that kind of stuff. So you almost like never, you know, you never have an opportunity to feel negative emotions, right? So it's artificial, right? Um, and of course, it's not accessible to most of us, right? It's accessible only to a very, very small portion of, of society. So, so to base our happiness on that kind of thing, is not going to be a very uh, fruitful endeavor, right? And so that second layer is about, you know, recognizing that you're not a rock star and being okay with that, right? Now, that doesn't mean from a sense of apathy, right? It doesn't mean to say, oh, well, I failed. I'll just give up and I'll just, you know, skate out the rest of my life and hope for the best, right? It's actually the opposite of that. It's, it's, about, it's about realizing that, you know, that, that, that the importance or the, the, uh, the connection and the, the, the integrity that you can find in the little things in life, Right. In the, you know, whatever your job is, you know, finding a level of of integrity within that. Right. Which is just to say, you know, acting with integrity, moving through your life with presence, acceptance, compassion, curiosity. Right. That that is is a basis for your happiness. Right. So those are the first two levels. Now, the third level is, again, much harder to, you know, even harder to to sort of define, you know. Uh, but the best thing that I came up with in all of the different articles that I read on Psychology Today and other places, you know, I just did a whole lot of reading the other day. Um, you know, it's it's about having a sense of purpose. Right. It's about having this this notion, this feeling that when I get up in the morning and I do something, you know, that, or, or, or that there's something in my life that I'm doing that matters on a level that's bigger than myself. Right. And, and, and so, you know, now again, it's not about, you know, it, it's not, it's, it's the complete opposite of what it might sound, right? Because, because when we say that, you know, we might say something like, well, I work at a grocery store, so I don't have any purpose there, you know, so I guess I'll never be happy, right? I don't want you to think that way because it's completely the opposite of that. There's two things involved, right? Number one is we can always find some level of purpose in whatever we're doing. 
There's a great story about John F. Kennedy uh, touring the Cape Canaveral um, Space Center, um, you know, years before the, the trip to the moon, obviously, and when they were first getting the thing started, right? And he was touring the facility, and uh, at one point he's in a room talking to a group of people, and the janitor walks through the room, right? And and Kennedy, you know, to his great credit, I mean, he's really good at this kind of thing, of course, you know, he stopped, he went over to the janitor, he put out his hand, and he says, hey, I'm Jack Kennedy, what's your name, and what do you do here? And the guy said, I don't remember what his name was, but he says, you know, my name is Mike Jones, and, you know, what he didn't say, he didn't say, well, I'm just the janitor, I just clean up, I just sweep the floors, I take out the garbage, you don't want to talk to me. He didn't say any of that, right? That would be the, the, the voice of an unhappy person. What he said was, my name is Mike Johnson, and I am helping to put a man on the moon. Right. So even working as a janitor, you know, not to say that working as a janitor, there's nothing wrong with working as a janitor. That can be a very fulfilling position in your life. Right. It doesn't have to be seen as something that is a, a default. Right. Like you failed at everything else and now you're this. Right. It's not the case. Right. Even though that's the way we tend to think about things like careers. Right. But but even as something as as simple as as being a, a you know, as being responsible for cleaning a facility like that, it's very, very true to say that that person was very much part of the process that put someone on the moon almost as much as the people who figured out the the science behind it and built the the machines right because if there wasn't somebody doing what Mike Johnson or whatever the gentleman's name was if there wasn't somebody doing that then the whole thing couldn't have happened right and it's and that right there is the way to become happy is to find a way in which your participation and your you know your contribution to this life to this world means something and it means something more than just you know getting paid and and buying you know paying your rent and going out and you know be able to take your family to chipotle on friday night or something like that right and so so again that's part of the skill right but the other thing you know the other way in which we can cultivate this sense of of purpose right is that like, let's say you're you're having a hard time finding that thing in your job and if you are I invite you to call me because I can help you. That's part of what being a coach is, is, you know, is, is helping people to, to find these things. Right. And so, so if you're having trouble with that, I can certainly help you. And I'd be more than happy to, we could just do a free call for 45 minutes. You go on my website and book that. And, and within 45 minutes, I can get you to understand, to, to connect to some level of purpose in your job. Right. But let's say that's not enough for whatever reason. Right now, we can think about all the other ways in which we all are are able and often do practice things or contribute to the world in which are bigger than us. Right, so being a parent is an automatic one. Right, like if you're a parent, you're automatically responsible for something that's not just you. Right, you're responsible, in fact, for for seven generations <laughs> behind you. Right, that that you you your work is impacting seven hundred years worth of people, right? More than 100 years worth of people, I guess, actually 140 or something like that, right? Or there's also the concept of volunteering, 
right? Like, you know, like if you're not a parent and you work in a place where you don't feel like, you know, maybe you work for uh, a law firm or something like that and you can't find yourself, you know, you can't get in touch with that, that, you know, that, that awesome purpose of your life and you were not able to book a call with art and you didn't want to talk to art for whatever reason, I don't know why, but let's say that's the case. Well, now you can go out and you can volunteer right? You can give yourself, you know, one or two hours a week of, of working at the, the local cat shelter or the local sanctuary farm or the local, you know, homeless, uh, you know, the uh, food um, uh, you know, soup kitchen kind of thing, right? Like you have that ability to go out and do something that puts you in touch with something that is bigger than yourself, right? So why am I a happiness coach, right? Why do I do this, right? Well, for one thing, I know what it's like to be unhappy. I know what it's like to have the opposite of all these three things. And in fact, I know that many people know what that's like. And I know how, how difficult life can be when we live in this place of unhappiness, right? And when we're not doing things to, to encourage and to develop our happiness, Right. Because like many of you, I'm sure I grew up thinking like, you know, there's some people who are happy and there's some people who aren't happy and deal with it, you know, and I happen to be one of those people who's not happy. Right. But if I knew then what I know now, <laughs> I would have kicked myself in the butt a long time ago to become happy because you know what? Life is better when we're happy. It's it's simply more enjoyable. It simply contains less suffering. It contains less damage. It contains less drama. It contains less everything that you don't want. <laughs> and it, it, it contains more love. It, it contains more life satisfaction. It contains more, uh, um, you know, feeling of purpose, feeling of, of, of uh, uh, you know, where I fit in the world. You know, it contains more of all of that. Right. And so and so I know how how hard it is to live with unhappiness. But I also know even before I looked it up the other day, I know that these are all things that you can develop. You can train these things just like going to the gym and working out, just like taking guitar lessons or piano lessons or drum lessons, just like learning to ride a bike, just like learning a new language. You can do any of these things right with the right teacher the right commitment to to the process and 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 putting the time in you can do any of those things it does not require some special skill it does not require something some innate talent you can develop that skill through through practice and happiness is no different so what happens when people, you know, if somebody wants to learn how to play the guitar, right? What's the best thing you can do? The best thing you can do is to go find a good teacher for, for, to teach you how to play guitar, right? You can do it on YouTube. You can do it by buying books. You can do it by, you know, by, by just sitting with the guitar and figuring it out, right? Eventually you'll get there. It's going to take much more time on your part. It's going to take much more commitment on your part. You're going to be, you know, you're very much susceptible to distraction, to, to uh, procrastination, to, to giving up on it, right? All of that, right? Because what a teacher does a teacher not only shows you what you need to know, but a teacher can also tailor 
that information to you, right? Like, okay, so what kind of music do you want to play? Because, you know, you don't have to necessarily learn how to do this thing if you want to play this kind of music, right? The right teacher can say, okay, these are the basics you definitely need to know, but you don't need to know these other things. We can just go right to this, this way that you want to play, which is going to be more exciting for you, right? And so that's something that I do with my, with the people I work with is, I get to, you know, tailor these practices. Not everybody has to go step one, two, three, four, five. You know, some people, yes, yeah, step one, step two, step three are always going to be, you know, the basis. So that's important. But after that, <laughs> we can customize. And we can customize based on what's your desire and what's going to make it interesting for you. <coughs> Pardon me. The other thing that a coach or a teacher provides is accountability, right? Because if you start working out in your 30s, right, you spend 30 years not working out. <laughs> if you start to try to be happy in your 30s, you'd spend 30 years not being happy. I don't care who you are. It's really hard to change something after so much time has been spent you know, doing something a certain way, right? So so even something like playing guitar, you know, you spend 30 years not playing guitar. So you're changing something. You know, you're changing something very significant and, and very complex, right? Because there's so many different layers of, of, of what is blocking you from the things that, that, that create the conditions for happiness, as I just explained, you know? And so, and so that's why having a teacher is something that's really, really helpful, right? Because the teacher, you know, just like going to the gym, right? If somebody's starting to work out for the first time and they're 30 years old, you know, the best thing that person can do for themselves is to hire a personal trainer, right? You don't need the personal trainer forever. Just like you don't need a, a, a teacher forever. You don't need a, a math teacher forever, right? You, you study math for a number of years. You get the knowledge. You get the experience. You get the skill, and then you move on, right? And so that's what I do. And that's, you know, and honestly, you know, my sense of purpose is tied to this thing that I do. Right. And I said this just yesterday, like this is why I get out of bed in the morning, because I know that, you know, when I, I hear from my clients and I hear from people on this this YouTube channel, and this podcast, and I I get emails from people and I see how much this work is helping. You know, and of course, it's much stronger with my clients because, you know, again, with my clients, we're able to really dial in the way that we do this stuff so that it can really impact their lives the way that they want it. Right. So if you're a parent and you're trying to work on on, you know, connecting to your children, you know, I can do practices that are really focused to that. Right. If you're somebody who just has an anger issue that, that you're just all over the place, you're, you're just, you know, having trouble with anger, whether it affects parenting or any other part of your life, we can focus on that. <clears throat> and that's the point. Right. And that's the value of somebody, you know. So, again, getting back to what I was saying. So when I see the benefits, like when I see my clients who are parenting in a way that is just magical and beautiful with their children, you know, that gives me that sense of purpose. 
right? And it also gives me the second part, which is this sense that I'm on the right track. I'm in the right place. Is it perfect? No, it's not perfect. Do I do I sometimes have doubts and, and concerns about where I'm at in my life? Yes, of course I do. And then the first layer, you know, I have more happy emotions because of, of the work that I do, right? Like I'm, I'm spending all day talking to people who are improving their lives and that makes me happy. It gives me feelings of joy and excitement, right? <clears throat> and, and of course, you know, it doesn't mean that I don't feel negative emotions. I told you a story just the other day. I had a, an angry moment that I, I you know, I, I really felt a very strong level of anger, but beneath that anger, there's like the depth of an ocean of happiness that's there for me that I can always tap into, right? And so what I'm describing here, right, is not, you know, I know I'm like saying, yeah, me, 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 how awesome is my life? And it's not about that, right? My life has its challenges. Trust me, it really, really does, you know, but but this brings me back to something that one of my favorite quotes from Ram Das that I actually have on my uh, phone here <laughs> that um, you know you can't really read it here, but uh, <laughs> basically uh, it says that I help people to to work as a way to work on myself, and I work on myself as a way to help others. This Ram Das says is is you know, what the emerging game is all about. <clears throat> and so, and so that's what I'm telling you too, right? By, by working on yourself, by going and doing some volunteering, by, by getting in touch with your sense of belonging in your life and, and your sense of, of being on track with who you want to be and, and in touch with your integrity, right? That's working on yourself too, right? Feeling more positive emotions and, than negative emotions. That is also working on yourself, but when you do that and you achieve this skill of happiness, well, then you're going to impact those around you in a really beautiful way. And then that's going to come back to you and it's going to feel good and it's going to, you know, contribute to that skill of happiness and well-being. Whew. Again, if you want to talk more about this, I am here for you, okay? I could talk about this forever. And, um, and if you have any questions... Or if you would like to, you know, if you, if you want help finding your sense of, of purpose or your sense of, uh, you know, higher than you kind of uh, happiness with your work, <clears throat> I'd be more than happy to go through an exercise and, and, and do that with you. Okay, so the only thing you got to do is go to my website, artburnscoaching.com. At the bottom of every page, there's a banner that has a big clock in it. Okay, my wife designed it. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Click the button in there. It says something like uh, schedule a free call. Just click it. You'll go into my calendar program. Find a day that works for you. <clears throat> you click on the day. A bunch of times open up those times that I'm not scheduled already, find a day and a time that works for you, click on it, now it's yours, okay? And from that moment, then you gotta put in your email address and your name and stuff like that. But after that, your work is done. <laughs> now you just sit and wait until I get in touch with you. I'll send you an email within 24 hours of booking the call, and then I'll send you a reminder before the call, and then we'll be on the call for about 45 minutes, and we can work on this together. And I'd be more than happy to do that and it will not cost you a penny, okay? That first session is something I cover the costs on and I'm happy to do that because the, the benefit, again, that we get out of that, that you get and I get are really beautiful. <clears throat> so this is your your uh, your happiness coach, Art Burns, signing off for today and uh, and thanking you for being here and, uh, and telling you that I'm really looking forward to, to being here again tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. Wishing you well.